Hi, good evening. Welcome to my podcast, Bowling with Oscar. This is the first episode, and I seriously pray for many more to come. In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs> I'm being religious right now, but uh, I just want my podcast to last for a very long time, and I wish for more episodes to come. Okay, so um, today we're talking about um, his no. The player we're going to talk about is. Um, a very very fantastic player even though right now things might not be going well for him at his club um, due to certain circumstances but um, on his day he's a fantastic player so the player in question is um, Mesut Ozil so as we all know at Arsenal um, Mikel Arteta decided to omit the German international from his Premier League squad and also his Europa League squad. So, ever since that has happened, um, there has been different, <laughs> we will say, um, conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Is he really um, is he frozen out of the team because of um, he, because he rejected the pay cut from the club because of the coronavirus pandemic, or is he frozen out of the team because of? Um, his comment against the Chinese government or about the persecution of the oligarch Muslims in China or is it just basically frozen out because of he's not wanted at the club again and they feel he can't really offer anything to the club. So this has brought about a very serious conversation among the Arsenal fan base. I was even having a, having a very serious argument, a war of words with someone on Twitter because of this Mesut Ozil's issue. So let's start. Um, on a normal day, you know what Mesut Ozil can give you, can give to a club. You know his, his his ability for finding players and finding players and getting getting the right pass to particular players to score goals. You have seen his assist record from his time in the German Bundesliga to Spanish Liga with Real Madrid. And now at Arsenal, and also with the German national team, I think he has been crowned. Um, uh, he has been crowned uh, German Player of the Year for like five to six times. I think so. I'm not sure, but something I'll check out again within that region. Within that region, either five to six times he has been crowned the German Best Player of the Year. So right now he's being frozen out of the Arsenal team. He's not even he was not he's not registered in the 23 man squad for the Premier League or even the Europa League. So the trend right now, most times on Twitter, especially when Arsenal is playing. So for instance, now if Arsenal wins a particular match, you don't hear them talking about Mesut Ozil. But if Arsenal loses a match, especially the recent one he lost to Aston Villa on Sunday, you start hearing the fans saying hashtag free Ozil. Uh, the team is lacking in creativity nobody's giving the um forward men the uh, assist and creativity they need and that's why the, the team is fine blank at the moment so first of all you have to let's take different issues surrounding this message Ozil's problem so f- firstly people feel is the pay cut he rejected from the club that's why he's not playing and you're trying to freeze him out of the club so Concerning the pay cut, my take on the pay cut issue is that someone like um, an Obama Young is on high wages before he even signed his new deal. 
someone like a lacazette is also on high wages someone like um a psychologist is also on high wages someone like a um David Lewis was in was on a high wages so before it was reduced when he signed the contract extension. Someone like in Nicolas Pepe is also in a high wages. So these certain players, yeah, they're not earning as much as Oz is earning because Oz is the club highest earner, 250,000 pounds. You can all these guys, all of these guys be on like 180, 140. Yeah. So was it so what I'm trying to say that concerning the pay cuts, was it a different thing? Likes of them, Obama Young, them Lacazette, them Pepe, them Louis, them Colossians were told to was it a different thing they were told and did also Ozzy was also told another different thing because I don't I don't I don't get that aspect because if people keep saying oh it's the wage cut, it's the wage cut, it's the wage cut, definitely the message will be passed across to the same message should be passed across to every single player. I don't see why. A player, will, a, a player will have a, will play a player a different thing from another player. So he eventually came out and said that the club didn't explain to him very well how they wanted to manage the resources the club had. So that's why he decided to reject the pay cut with two other players, which the two players um, that also took the pay cut with him. Their name hasn't been mentioned at all, only his name. So probably maybe they are trying to use him as a scapegoat. So that's that aspect. Another aspect, people are saying it could be the um, he, when he talked about the persecution of the Uyghur Muslims in China. Before I say that comment, he was playing already. He was reintegrated back to the squad by Unai Emery, and eventually, when Unai Emery got sacked and a new manager came in, Mikel Arteta, he also played a reasonable amount of games for Arsenal before the coronavirus pandemic now happened and there was a lockdown worldwide then when the project restart for the Premier League commenced he wasn't making the team again even though he made the bench for one of the games I think against Southampton yes but he wasn't using that much so ever since then he has been exiled from the squad he has not really he has not played any competitive game for the squad for the team and he hasn't he doesn't even make the first team he doesn't even make the bench for match the squad so that's on the Chinese issue. So I don't really feel that could be it too. Then another thing that could be the pressing issue is it that they feel he can't really offer anything to the club because I keep seeing Arsenal fans talking about creativity. Um, they keep bringing up stars of here. He has the most key passes, uh, most key contribution, all this kind of stuff. Blah blah blah. We can go on and on about it. But we have to look at this guy's work rate. Like for instance, now this was this player that during under Asavenga's time, Asavenga's time, the manager haven't brought him to Arsenal. He was rested in certain away games or away top matches because they felt he couldn't really influence the game. And they they they, they didn't feel this this match was well suited for him. It was the same player that Una Emery at Arsenal, Wenger's. Wenger's successor at Arsenal came, also had the same issues of playing him in certain playing him in certain matches that certain tough games, certain huge away matches that he couldn't play him. Now, a former teammate, now the coach at Arsenal, Mikel Arteta came, irrespective of whether the pay cut or the comments made against the Chinese government, still isn't playing him. Even though he started playing for a while, yeah, you might say he's a pay cut. 
probably may be the pay cut. Nobody knows. We are we we as fans will just be speculating and be coming up with different conspiracy theories about why he isn't playing. But even though we still have to look at the player in question, is he committed? Is he actually is he actually committed to playing football? Does he still want to play football at their highest level? Because I feel if he was still an international player, if he was still playing for the German national team, and is this current issue, this current conundrum, conundrum at Arsenal, I feel he will find a way to move away from the club. If he's, if he's, if he's to even go on, go on a loan to a particular club, because he has only one year left on his Arsenal contract, and if he's, he's, maybe he goes to a particular club to go and find playing time because he wants to make it to the German national team and play, play in the Euros. I feel he will have done that, but he's not. But guess what? He's not playing for the German national team again. You get? Let me now. Let me even give an example. An example. In Barcelona, they had a new manager in Ronald Koeman. Ronald Koeman told certain players, "As far as I'm going to be the, as far as I'm going to be the manager, you're not going to be in my plans." Players like Luis Suarez, players like Ivan Rakitic, and some other players. And the two guys mentioned are on crazy wages. High wages at Barcelona. What did they do? They had to take pay cuts and found a way to leave the club to go and find somewhere else to go and play. Right now, two of them are, are both um, even Rakic is at Sevilla because he took a pay cut because he wants to play football. Same thing with Luis Suarez took a pay cut and went to Atletico Madrid because they want to play. They know that if they remain at this particular club, they're not going to get playing time. And these are these guys are in the twilight years of their car, twilight, twilight years of their car, twilight years of their career. You know that anytime from now you can retirement to come calling. So why is he not insisting on spending the year at Asna? His last contract, his last his last his last year at Asna. Oh, let me guess, you know, I'm trying to fifty five thousand pounds a week. Oh, I'm not playing. So I don't mind. I'll just stay. And I'm, 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 I'm watching the match from out of me, doing whatever he's doing at home. Yeah, yeah. Poor Anna bringing up his um, generosity because he's a, he's a, he's a cheerful giver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody likes that about Messi. In fact, the time when the club even decided to let go of the club's mascot, Gonosaurus, he said he was going to pay for the, he was going to pay the salary. Of the club mascot as far as his senior national player, which I felt was a very, very big PR stunt from him. To be honest, I felt it was a very, very big PR stunt from him. So, you hear his agent coming out, him and his agent coming out, oh, Arsenal aren't showing him reality, they're not playing. He, his agent even talked about Mikel Teta's last few seasons at Arsenal when he, he was struggling with the injuries, and Arsenal was still registering him into the Premier League squad. For crying out loud, it is a different manager that's in charge. It was a different manager that was in charge. It's Asvenga. You think it's Asvenga that is still at Arsenal? Obviously, different management have come in. They want to implement their own style, their own way of running the club. You don't expect things to be the same. So, you can't be talking about oh loyalty. It's football. I'm talking about loyalty. So it's football. Things change. Things evolve. So is he is he is he not saying that by by let me say okay by January by when the general transfer window is over, 
each team to submit a new list of players that will play the remainder of the season, depending on the competition they are, they are still in. For instance, if Arsenal is in, still in the Europa League, you will submit a new list of players that will play the knockout phase for them. Probably FA Cup, same thing. Uh, what do you call it? Cali Cup, same thing. Premier League, the same thing. And he's still an Arsenal player by then. And this team really clear to him that you're not in the plans of the club going forward. Really say he wants to run down the remainder of the contract without playing football. That means a whole one year he hasn't kicked the ball competitively for the club. Is that kind of person serious? Is this football? So in this in this Ozil's conundrum, yes, there'll be different sides. You might say she's not serious with this football you might say the club is benching him or the club is freezing him out of the club because of the pay cut you can you can say anything but in my own opinion he's a fantastic player i like him on his day when when he's playing for arsenal to be honest he's a very very he's a very very classy player to watch but you still have to look at the player himself is he actually serious with his football or is it just about the money which one is it Whatever happens, eventually, I would really like to hear his own story. Why? Why? I really like to hear his own story because you know Arsenal definitely play hardball. They will just say what they will just say what they want the press to to hear, and Ozil will also say his own part. So, eventually, how what how how it pans out, how everything pans out in the end, I really like to know. I would like to hear Ozil's own point of view to see whether oh the problem was actually from arsenal or just from him which you all know <laughs> you see the problem was actually from arsenal so thank you for listening to my first episode um as i said we pray for more to come and um we pray for the um more we, pray, we basically pray for more to come so till next time um this is me oscar signing out on bowling with oscar Okay, see you next time. Bye-bye. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Bonnie with Oscar, brought to you by Oscar. And yes, the international break is finally over. Yes, we will have another international break to March next year. So, we have a good, let's say, three to four months of football without international football finally thank you lord <laughs> so going back to the show um as you know football has come back with full flow uh all the leagues are back and running again and if you check the, the standing in certain leagues like for instance the premier league we've been having this past game week we've been having different people topping the table before um we went for the international break it was less than our top in the table and when this week game week nine feature started after um a few games um chelsea were topping the table following after that also Tottenham were also topping the table for a while but now the Liverpool have gone back to you can see the Liverpool have gone back to the right to face because they are the champions of england from the past season so they are top of the christmas tree for now let's see how everything goes then you also go to the la liga we also see that also topping the table. <laughs> Funny, right? I know. But let's see how everything turns out at the end of everything. Let's see that the likes of the Real Madrid, um, Barcelona, Let's Go Madrid, they kick on and you know the rest, how the rest will end. Okay, so on today's topic, we're gonna to talk about bravery. Um and this this 
topic I want to talk about. Uh, to me, I know I'm not sure that it's only a rivalry because I just keep hearing it every single time. Oh, the rivals, the rivals. But basically, just war of words, to be honest. Okay, so what I want to talk about is the Wenger versus Mourinho rivalry. And was this matchup actually a rivalry between the two managers? So, ever since um, I've been watching football, both, let me see. I started watching football like early 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm not, I would say I started watching football in the 90s or yeah. I started watching football in the 2000. I started watching football. So, um, this matchup between these two great managers, yes, they are great managers. Even though one has retired and he's not has, he now has a role in FIFA. Um, while the other one is still in mainstream football. Um, to me, I don't really say it was a rivalry because um, let me let me first give you the definition of what the word rivalry means. So according to um, English dictionary, rivalry means it is an ongoing relationship between usually two rivals who compete for superiority. And if you check the stats between Mario and Asenvenga in all competitions, they played 18 times. Asenvenga won two. Jose Mourinho won nine and they drew seven times. Now, is that rivalry? Tell me. How can that be rivalry? When you have a rival, basically, you're going toe-to-toe for everything. When you guys are playing a football match or let's, let, let, let me just say generally, when you're competing for something, it's always a fiercely contested tie. We're talking about a and as Vengas as now just when they used to meet, it was if I'm honest, it was it was like men that have been playing football for a very long time and have been on top of their game for a very long time. I've been against Academy boys. No offense. I'm an Arsenal fan. Yes, I'm an Arsenal fan. No offense, but that's the honest truth. That's the honest truth. Because I remember a few times when Arsenal was gonna play the likes of them, Chelsea, the Manchester United. Let's be frank, a lot of Arsenal fans, we, we didn't even, we, we, even though we were watching the game, we were just watching the game for a miracle of something to happen because we already know that there was a 100% probability that we were going to lose. That's how it was actually bad. And eventually, people are still quoting it and saying, oh, there was a rivalry between Asenega and Jose Mourinho. Someone, someone was able to beat you nine times in 18 uh, fixtures. And you you just beating me twice. And I remember the two times Asenga won. The first time was in the um, community shoot. Yes, 20, 2015 community community shoot. Arsenal versus Chelsea. Um, one nil. That's how the game ended. Um, Alex Osley Chamberlain got the goal. And after the match, you know Mourinho now, very controversial man. He was shaking out the Arsenal players when it was not done for Asenga. He not threw away his face. <laughs> As usual, his usual controversial self. Uh, he was not saying he didn't see Asivenga. Uh, then the second time he beats Asivenga, this time in the Premier League after a very long time. Um, Arsenal beats uh, Manchester United. That's, this was when Jose Mourinho was um, coach or manager of Manchester United in 2016 2017 season. He beats uh, Arsenal beat Manchester United 2 new. Um, goals were scored by Granny Jack and Danny Welbeck, but people said uh, the match wasn't Jose Mourinho didn't really take the match serious because he was resting most of his star players for 
Manchester United's remainder of their Europa League campaign. So that's the reason why uh, Asimega beat Jose Mourinho. So is that is that is that actually a rivalry? Because you're talking about someone that he has basically Jose Mourinho. We all know him for going to clubs where they have crazy finances that any player wants to get, he can get. You can talk say that about when he was in Chelsea, when he was in Inter Milan, when he was in Real Madrid, when he was in Mayu. Not too so for him when he's in. It's not too so for him now that he's in Tottenham. So, but he still was able to get his neck his way when he needed to get players. So you're talking about someone that has the finances to get players he want to achieve success, and somebody that was at a club that moved to a new stadium, hybrid to the Emirates Stadium and wasn't able to compete financially obviously anytime arsenal and chelsea will always play it was like it was, it was, it was just like they kept bullying arsenal every single time like this uh you're in the school and you have a senior that just like bullying you because he feels that no matter what you do he can intimidate and he'll get away with it with it you understand and it's between these two managers there have been several war of wars like in 2004 sorry 2005 0506 is where Chelsea won the Premier League title. Um, Asivenga um, made a comment about Jose Mourinho, where Chelsea were playing. And Mourinho replied, you know Mourinho, now, he doesn't, he always replied. He replied by saying, um, he replied by calling Asivenga a voyage that Asivenga is too obsessed with Chelsea. <laughs> that was the first World War between two of them. Then the next World War between two of them again came in the 2013-2014 season when he second committee when he did the second coming to Chelsea. So they were talking basically they were interviewing all the people that are in the um, um, in line to be title contenders for that season. Nice of them Arsenal under Asivenga, Jose Mourinho under Chelsea um, Brenda Rogers under Liverpool, uh, Manuel Pellegrini under uh, Mas- sorry, yes, Master under Manuel Pellegrini. So they interviewed um, Brenda Rogers, Manuel Pellegrini, then they inter- interviewed Mourinho. So what Savenga said was that uh, most of his rivals are scared of admitting that they are going to be title contenders this season. So he asked Jose Mourinho the question. Guess what he now said? He said, eh, as long as he's specialist in failure now, that's <laughs> that as as specialist in failure now, that he never used to do well. Another, see, another war of wars between two of them. And again, they had another war, but this time it was not with wars, it was actually with their fists, but it wasn't uh, for long. The following season, 2015, 2014-2015 uh, season, when Chelsea also won the league again uh, on the touchline that Asenga pushed him. So, um, yeah, you could say um, two of them, they've had their goals at each other, but I can't really say it's a rivalry because even though, no matter how people will write different articles on it, uh, oh, this one they met a certain amount of times, um, this one has the, this amount of trophies, that one has this amount of trophies, you can't really say it's a rivalry because one person has been superior to the other for a very, very, very long time. And again, self. To be honest, he wasn't in Arsene Wenger's, um, um, he wasn't in Arsene Wenger's um, biography, his autobiography, his book, basically his book that just came out recently, this year. And Moreno also fired him again, saying he didn't beat me at all, and that's the reason why I'm not in his book. 
So basically, it's just war of words between two of them every single time. But to be honest, for me, I don't really see it as a rivalry. It's just that one was just far superior to the other. One had the financial backing he needed to be successful, and when at the end, when both things always meet, one was always successful. It starts at the as I said, Jose Mourinho won nine times, as long as I won only twice. So that says it all. So I don't see any rivalry in that. So thank you for listening to another episode of my podcast, Bowling with Oscar. Um, we'll see you very very soon again. Oh, as I say, me, me. I will see you very very soon again. So till next time. Everyone, please stay safe. Um, this is the COVID-19 time, so please remember regular hand washing, always use your sanitizers, and always carry your face mask. Yes. So till next time, see you. Thank you.